0: previously on Whole Creations. To work with people with special needs requires compassion on a whole new level. And that involves stretching like a muscle. They like it, first of all, it's a spectrum. We already know
1: this. So the abilities are quite vast, just like everybody else. We all have abilities. We all,
2: you know. Having a family member who has special needs teaches you patience. That's what is required.
0: Welcome back to part two of Whole Creations with Lubecky and si- Siobhan. My name is Ryan Odman. Let's go ahead and continue on with our questions. So Siobhan. Yes. What is your company's biggest aspiration for the future? What is it that you guys desire for your company's future? At this point in the game, we would like to
1: do uh, several things. One thing is to provide again that that space like a physical we want we were like a brick and mortar where we can provide um, our services where people can come to where um, we can hold meetings and things of that nature we want to be able to provide uh, space and opportunity for you know for the teaching aspect of things Young people can come to us. People on the on the spectrum can come to us, and we can, you know, maybe have stations set up and things of that nature where they can learn different things. So they can learn how to work a cash register. They can learn how to fold towels, like you said. They can learn how to, um, you know, we can do engagement back and forth. They can work on their sensory sensitivities. So we would like to have a sensory room where they can learn how to manage their um, their sensory sensitivities. And also we started talking about having a space, and this is in time, a space where people can live in the event that uh, let's say their caregiver passes on and mm. they hadn't planned for anywhere, right? They, they hadn't made plans for them once they pass on and they might not be able to live on their own so to provide a space for some manner of assisted living if you will yeah where they can be semi independent and have a have a place and and their their caregivers can feel comfortable that they have people who care about them like we said we want to continue to teach companies how to engage people with autism as employees and to provide opportunities for them to be employees. So we will be engaging the, um, you know, local companies and things of that nature so that um, these opportunities can be realized. Mm -hmm. So those are just what three things, pretty lofty goals, but I think that um, the reality is that autism is here. People are more aware of it. And as we, continue to do what we do we make more people aware of autism we make more people aware of the abilities of people with autism and you know it's it's really about relationship building collaboration and you know and building opportunities
0: yeah now siobhan is there any encouragement that you would give to workers out there in the field of special needs Um, especially those that handle more of the adult crowd? Is there any words of encouragement you want to give? And then, Lubecki, I want to ask you to answer that same question for the parents.
1: Okay. So um, words of encouragement, Um, you said it before, really exercise those muscles of patience. And it, it can wear you out you know, because you're not dealing with one thing every day. Every day brings a new set of challenges. And it's really important to engage in some manner of self-care. You have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually. Mm. And emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we all know that, you know, just working with any any set group of people with, um Mental, emotional, physical challenges, it can be very taxing. Um, I would encourage them to uh, continue to learn. So you know, we're learning new things about autism all the time. yeah, so I would encourage them to, you know, become a professional in your field. so if if you're a a a line worker, If you're able to, if you get opportunities to go back to school, get get certifications in certain, Mm. you know, in areas related to autism and behavioral uh, management in, you know, whatever it is that can um, increase your knowledge base so that you can be better prepared to work with this population. And you can share that knowledge with others So that everyone is safe and taken care of. Right. Because when, you know, we need to know how to manage behavior, you know, when someone is having a really hard time and having a really bad response to whatever just happened, whatever the antecedent was, we need to know how to, you know, help them to calm down so that they don't hurt themselves or hurt anyone
0: else. Exactly. You know? It's good. I love that. I love that. I love that. Now, Lavecky, do you have anything that you want to respond as well?
2: To the parents, I say, hang in there. It gets better. Each moment is a learning. It's a learning curve. It's a learning curve for you. Raising a child does not come with a book and autism is not a death sentence. Mm. not the end of the world what you put in with anything that you do is what you'll get out and so when your child is diagnosed with autism now you you have to find the tools to help them yeah we recognize that caregivers need care too they do so as Siobhan stated self-care but it's a learning. You're learning as you go along. So we have to teach our kids who are on the autism spectrum. But you have to remember, you can't look at them as being autistic or having autism. They have a personality that goes with that. So you're going to see both, right? Yeah, exactly. It's what you do with it to help them. You have to help them. If you are able to remove the autism stigma that other folks put on our kids, you will be able to help your kid, right? You have to look at their personality. Their personality might be humorous, right? They might be serious. They might be, I don't know, some of our kids are sarcastic, right? But they are going off of your move. Remember, they're watching your body language, your facial expression, your tone, your approach. They are listening to everything and watching everything that you do in order to respond to you. And you don't even know it. Why? Because you're looking at this kid like like they don't know what's going on when, in fact, they do. So they're playing you when you think you're playing them. (laughs) Right? because that's what's happening. And so we just have to teach. So it's just going back to the, it's just going back to the old way of teaching, right? We teach our kids. I don't even, sometimes I'm confused as to how to explain teaching our kids because everyone teaches their kids, but we have to take that extra step, right? It's, It's repetition, it's repeating, it's, it's it's continuous, right? How do you train the kid to use the bathroom? If I don't know where I'm peeing from, if I'm a boy, then how do you expect me to say, hey, I'm ready to be potty trained? Cool. Allow me to walk around and see and say, Oh, is that where that's coming from? So now I'm ready, right? You introduce me to the toilet. But sometimes we, you know, I've spoken with some parents who because the kid, because some things have happened in the bathroom. So now the kid is afraid to go to the bathroom. So now you have to reintroduce it, sing songs, praise them. Our kids love praise. They love songs. They sing. Right. And they also like you to use manners. It works so well. Let me tell you, please. And thank you. Oh, you did a great job. Oh, that was great. Look at
1: that. You did it. It's just the little things. And and those things work with all
0: kids. Exactly. I love both of your responses. What came up for me as you both were sharing um, your responses about encouragement, I also want to encourage all the workers or the parents out there is just make sure you have a community of people that you can count on as well. Um, We can't do this alone. We definitely can't do this alone. And what is very hurtful, what I see in the community of special needs is when there are non-supportive managers in the field. Um, When you want that support, but they may not give it to you. Then there's different reasons why they may not be able to give it because they're tired out. But we all need a set of people that we can have community with, that we can talk and bounce ideas with. And that's what, we're do- what, that's what we're doing. I'm all the way out here in California. Siobhan and Labecki are out in North Carolina right now. We're bouncing ideas. We're talking. We don't have all the answers. But the thing is, as long as we have that dialogue and that communication, that conversation, great ideas can happen. So
1: Absolutely. And
2: that's why we started our Autism Optimist Support Circle. Because we wanted to be that community. Because there are a lot of resources here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And sometimes when you're new to an area and you're unfamiliar, you don't know. And once you find that one person, that one person will help you get over that hump.
0: Yeah.
2: With that guidance and direction. Because we need it. And sometimes our family members don't get it. They don't. But there's there's a few videos out there, Ryan. It's, there's one with Carly Fleischman. It mm-hmm. explains all about the sensory, why they have, it explains about the sensory management and why they have the sensory overload. Right. It really right. does. And there's another one out there called. I, I'm gonna get the other one before we leave off of here. Yep. But there's a book out there about a high functioning young man on the autism spectrum, but he has level one, right because that's the, the DSM5 says that there are three levels to autism, yeah, right? Level one, level two and level three with level one being the highest. But those who are level one also have level two tendencies. So I may be able to go to school, do my work, the whole thing, walk the hallway, socialize, However, when it comes to repetition, the fact that I go to Sam's Club every Wednesday and Susie's there giving out these meatballs and today we go there and Susie's not there, I might have a meltdown. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I am on the spectrum. And this is what I'm used to doing every Wednesday at five o'clock. Right. And no one told me or prepared me that Susie wasn't going to be there today. Right. I tell time. parents, when you are introducing something new to your kid, introduce it to them. Let them know, hey, we're starting speech therapy today with Miss Michelle. Michelle, Miss Michelle is going to be our speech therapist. We're meeting her for the first time, and we're going there at 4 o'clock, and we're going to be there from 4 to 5. It's all about introducing, right? Mm-hmm. What if you had someone say to you, well, I'm going to blindfold you, put you in a car, and I'm taking you. Wherever they want to take you, you want to know where you're going, right?
0: Yeah, of Absolutely. course, of course. Right. So
2: our kids who want to want to know what's next. Absolutely, you have to introduce things to them. If yeah. you have a kid who only eats one thing, introduce something new every seven days.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I remember. I remember there was this one time where we were trying to get a student of mine to stop eating Panda Express every single day. So one of the BCBAs, the behavior, the board certified behavioral analysis lady, she brought, um, burritos and, and, and just, but he, he have to start off with just one little piece of it every day. And so, but if, if the student didn't like burritos, then she would try something else. There's always small steps that you can take, you know, to give the big portion of a certain food. It could just be a little piece. And so you start off with just one little piece and it's not the end of the world. If they don't, have that one little piece. You just keep on trying, you keep on, um, experimenting.
1: Mm-hmm. So. And, and I also say, you know, allow them to go shopping with you mm. and to pick out things, to touch things, to see what they feel like and allow them to cook with you, exactly. you know, because they they will probably be more interested in eating it if they've helped to prepare it. so you know there's more than one way to get at you know to get to anywhere exactly (laughs) right exactly so
0: that's this has been awesome sir thank you thank you both um miss Siobhan or Lebecky would you both mind talking about your podcast called autism and color
1: we have you want to talk Becky no not go we have a podcast called Autism in Color, where we interview caregivers um, of people with autism as well as people with autism, and um, we are listened to worldwide. <laughs> our, our podcast is, um, you know, pretty much whatever your um, podcast outlet is, Spotify, Apple, Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio,
0: and you can find us there. All right. So please do that. Lebecki, well, do you have any other words?
2: Right. You can check out our website called autismandcolor.com. And from there, you can view and listen to our podcast.
0: Um, to everyone that's watching, we hope you have a great, wonderful rest of your day, or maybe you're watching in the night or listening from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. We hope you have a great rest of your time. All right. Well, thank you, Siobhan and Lebecky. Have a great uh, evening over in Charlotte, North Carolina.
1: Thank you, Ryan. You take care, sweetheart. Thank you for the opportunity.